Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen. On sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. FM 104 Sunday Night Live with Louise Ty. Music Station, one of four, Louise with you until one o'clock. I'm now joined on the phone by Millie Gooch, who's the founder of Sober Girl Society and author. Hello, how are you? Hello, I'm good, thank you. Thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, thank you for having me. So I suppose, tell me what exactly Sober Girl Society is. So Sober Girl Society is something that I started when I was seven months sober. So I stopped drinking because of sort of lexing drinking and hangovers and poor mental health. And I was 26 years old at the time and did not know a single other sober person. And the only kind of um, resource I had been given was AA. And for me, it didn't feel like that was my kind of story. I felt like as like a party girl binge drinker who yeah. was suffering with her mental health, that perhaps that wasn't the route that I wanted to go down. And at the time, I didn't really know a lot about AA either. And I kind of had these like preconceived ideas about mm-hmm. it. So I decided to start a space for basically millennial women who were tired of drinking, uh, hangovers, feeling like they were wasting their weekend and suffering from uh, anxiety and depression because of their drinking. So um, I started it and thought it would just be a space for people to talk about, you know, non-alcoholic wine and sober Mm -hmm. dating. And it just snowballed and so many more people came and talked about their stories and resonated with, with mine as well. So it has now become this huge space of, of women who are all kind of binning the booze, really. It's it's mad because I think it is kind of ingrained in us that you go out and you drink. You know, it's not necessarily you go out and you can have a soft drink because the, I think there's pressure there, especially when you're younger. I think there is pressure there to kind of join in. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I started drinking when I went to university. Before yeah. that, I actually wasn't a big drinker. And it never even felt, and it sounds silly now, but it never even felt like I had a choice to not drink at uni. Mm-hmm. It was just so ingrained. I remember we got given like a freshers pack and it had like a shot glass in it. And the first event um, was in Freshers Week was a, a pub crawl. And it just never even felt like it was an option to be a non-drinker, which, which sounds silly, but it, that's what it felt like at the time. And I suppose when you decided to make this adjustment, how did your friends and people around you I suppose, respond to it? It was interesting, actually, because I, I say it's not that they were unsupportive, but I don't think they believed me. So, <laughs> you know, everyone has woken up and said, I'm never drinking again. And I probably said it more than most people. So when I told them, 
they were all kind of like, yeah, yeah, okay, like I'm, I'm sure next week you'll be drinking again. So it's not that they were unsupportive, but I genuinely just thought that, I think they thought I wouldn't stick with it. So yeah, it was an interesting one. Did you find it hard in the beginning? Yeah, definitely. And I think a lot of that is the social pressure and mm-hmm. because it is something that you have always done. So whenever you do something for the first time without alcohol, it is going to feel weird and it is going to feel scary. So those kind of like social occasions were the things that I found the hardest at the beginning. And yeah, just sticking to it, especially like I said, because I didn't know anyone else. So I didn't even have anyone to ask for advice or anyone to tell me how I got through these social situations so I I definitely did find it hard at the beginning and I think more people are becoming aware because even in the past couple of weeks we've had new laws brought in regarding you know how much alcohol we can buy at a time we can't buy with vouchers and things like that so I think it is kind of and I think more people are taking notice of how it affects them and even their health and I know usually there has to be an excuse to not drink because like I don't drink a whole lot and they'd be always like why what's wrong you know and you'd always have to be like oh well I'm driving or whatever and then they'd be like okay that's okay so it was almost like you had to have some sort of explanation as to why you weren't drinking. Yeah exactly I always say it's so funny because if you were to tell someone that you didn't smoke no one would say oh why don't you smoke like it's quite obvious why you don't smoke it's Mm -hmm. like not good for your health whereas if you say I'm not drinking people are like well why you have to have a reason it can't be that oh it's bad for your health you have to have like something else valid whether that's you know I'm on antibiotics I'm pregnant people expect that there is a reason and there isn't always a reason it's just something that you don't want to do and is there anything you miss from I suppose the days you did drink is there anything you miss now when you go out I I don't think so because I know that kind of what I gain outweighs it. So Mm -hmm. even if there's a point where I ever think, oh, it would be nice to have this, I think, but that's only going to result in me having a two-day hangover and feeling sick. So it's really not worth it. So any kind of like good things far outweigh any negatives. But I think, I mean, I've not drunk for three years now and I would say there is a very rare time when I ever think, oh, you know, that would be nice to do that. It, it's not really something that ever crosses my mind anymore. And there's so many good alcohol-free substitutes, like alcohol-free beers and alcohol-free spirits in the last couple of years that even if it's like, oh, I quite fancy a beer, there are some amazing alcohol-free beers that taste just as good. And it's funny, actually, you mentioned them because when I was on your page, that's exactly what I honed in on. I was like, oh, my God, I didn't realise... There was so many and there's non-alcoholic gin and everything. I didn't realize yeah. that because anything I've heard of, it's only beers at the moment. Yeah. Well, and now you've got any... al- um, alcohol-free Guinness. That's right. We do. I haven't got to try yeah. it yet because I think they took them back. But we will get it back. But I haven't got to try yeah. it yet. It's, I've, I've actually tried it and I think it's very decent. I must I must try it for sure but I, yeah I didn't realize there was quite so many options so there is other choices you know if you if you feel you know maybe not necessarily want to give it up totally but even if you just want to cut back 100% I think it, there's, it's so good that there's these options for people that you know even if they want to have one alcoholic drink followed by a non-alcoholic drink followed by an alcoholic drink just mm-hmm. to break it up a little bit more I think is so important that there is this choice because I think it does hold so many people back from either going sober or cutting down on their drinking because they think well actually I don't want to go out and just drink Diet Coke I want to have an adult sophisticated drink so Mm -hmm. it's awesome to see that there's so much more choice available now and I suppose if someone is thinking of cutting back what would you 
having gone through it, what would you advise them to do first, I suppose? I think one of the main things that I always advise if you want to cut back rather than go completely teetotal is to think about like the motivations behind your drinking. Mm-hmm. So this is uh, sober curiosity and mindful drinking are these kind of like buzzwords that you hear now. And that's all about really evaluating your relationship with alcohol and the motivations behind your drinking. So I will never say there's like a healthy way to drink, but there's definitely a healthier way. Mm-hmm. And that is to not necessarily drink if you're stressed, angry, tired, those kind of like negative emotions, but to drink more when you're celebrating or you're happy or um, in those kind of like more positive associations, because how you will start to make unhealthy coping mechanisms is if you drink, you know, because you've had a rubbish week, because you're stressed, because you want to take the edge off. And that's how it starts becoming a habit. That's such a good way of looking at it. I'd never even considered that, but it's so true. It's like give it positives rather than negatives and then you'll you'll make better choices, I suppose. Yeah, because it's quite funny that we use the exact same thing to celebrate that we do to commiserate. Like yeah. we use the same thing to make a toast at, say, a wedding that, that we will then use when it, we've had a really hard week, which is, is quite, that's how ingrained it is. We use it, whether it's a celebration or a commiseration. Wow, I hadn't even looked at it that way. That's... That's blown my mind. It's so true. <laughs> so true. So tell me about your book, actually. So the Sober Girl Society Handbook. Yeah. So when I stopped drinking, I read a few books on sort of quitting drinking. And there are some amazing ones out there. I read um, The Unexpected Joy of Being Sober, which I thought was awesome. But there just wasn't anything for someone of my age mm-hmm. and that I completely related to. And also that wasn't necessary, that kind of like rock bottom memoir. Yeah. Um, I wanted to I wanted to write something really for 26 year old me who felt like not drinking would be, you know, the end of her social life as she knew it and was worried that all her friends w- wouldn't want to hang out with her anymore. So the Sober Girl Society Handbook really is kind of like a little bit about my story and then a little bit about kind of sobriety in general, why we're seeing it on the rise, why I'm more millennials not drinking. And then it's a very practical guide as well to handle all those situations without alcohol. So whether that's going to a bottomless brunch and not drinking alcohol or going to a wedding or there's a whole chapter on sober dating and friendships and it's really just a very practical guide of how you can handle those situations and also just you know talking a lot about alcohol and what it actually does to us because I think a lot of us like to bury our head in the sand about how it actually can affect us and I've tried to write it in a very non-preachy way um, because I just know that when I was 26, if someone had told me all these things about alcohol, I would have been like, I don't want to listen, that's Mm -hmm. boring. So I've written it for kind of the young party girl in me who was terrified of what would happen if she stopped drinking. And it is available in all good bookshops. It is, yes. So go get it and have a read or have a look at it. Oh, thank you. And how can people keep up to date what you're up to? Oh, so the best place to find me is on Instagram. So whether that's my personal, which is just at Millie Gooch, or you can come and join the Sober Girl Society community. So that is just at Sober Girl Society. Amazing. Thank you so much, Millie, for taking the time. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And chat to you soon. Speak to you soon. Bye. Bye. FM 104 Sunday Night Live with Louise Tye.